When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Do you like beer? Do you like free? How about, you guessed it, free beer? As a valued listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that. Thanks to our good pals at Beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash natter and cover just the postage of £4.95. And, if that wasn't enough... As a listener of the Newcastle Natter, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's ten free beers. Beer 52 are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise, then, that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany. Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand and many more. But they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive and a beery snack is thrown in just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. Easy. Just go to uh, www.beer52.com forward slash natter to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, Newcastle Natter listeners get two extra free beers. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig. And I am joined by, in isolation, Paul Doolan. Hello. And also, in isolation and very much on lockdown, Dave Watson. Hi, guys. Not bad. I'm not bad. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, fine, but I didn't ask. But yeah. Yeah, he said hi, guys. (laughs) Jesus. All right, needy. I know. Fine. Totally fine. 2.5 billion people in the world currently right now are in lockdown and we are fortunate enough to be three of them. Um, Incredible circumstances. The the situation continues. How are you handling it, Paul? Uh, I think I said this last week. It's not that different to my day-to-day life. I already work from home. Mm -hmm. The suddenly being full-time parent slash childcare 
has meant I've started drinking about five o'clock most days, but that's about the only big change. Yeah, I'm on five o'clock. It's it's um, it is hard being sort of having a child there all the time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very much a first world problem, but yeah. I'm I'm yeah. struggling, boys. I am not enjoying this being locked down. I'm used to my routine. I'm used to going into the office. I'm used to having those pointless chats when you're making a cup of tea. Oh, how was the weekend? Oh, yeah, not bad. Do anything? No, quiet one. Now I I, I can't I can't do that. I can't have those pointless chats because my wife knows what we did at the weekend and it was nothing because we didn't leave the house except to go for one of our mandated walks. It's it's hell. Have you thought about taking some sort of action to get short-term memory loss so you can have those chats together? Just like smash your head into the wall every morning. Well, I I thought, just get shit-faced. Just just get shit-faced. But I've got a nine-month-old son who doesn't doesn't respect a hangover. So, no, I can't do that. And it's killing me. Like genuinely, I, mean, I had two beers. I had two beers. One of them was fucking gluten free because that's the only ones they had in the the pissing shop. I genuinely, after those two beers, thought, "Can I move on to whiskey already? Is it is it too much, too soon to go straight onto whiskey?" And by the time I came to the conclusion that no, it wasn't. It was already like I don't know midnight, and then little man's going to be awake in five and a half hours. So. It's hell, boys. I don't like uh, it. I'm in the same situation. Mine's the good thing that you've got to look forward to is you know mine is nearly three and it's still half five in the morning, but I do not stop. Let that stop me from having a hangover. <laughs> yeah, but you what have to prioritise. It's not like social services are going to come out in a lockdown. <laughs> well, one of the things because like people said, I oh, just put the telly on and, and let them watch a bit of TV just to give you guys a break. And all this. so we put on Peppa, Pr- Peppa Pig. We got through maybe Peppa three Pig. episodes. Peppa Prick is a better title. She's fucking awful. We got through three episodes. And I, honestly, I was like, I don't want to watch this. Peppa Pig's a little prick. She's playing like P- Piggy in the middle with her little brother and bullying him. No, no, no. He, he, can, he can annoy me. He's not watching that shit. I found the best thing to watch. I was going to say, I'll let you into a little secret, secret, Dave. You don't have to actually pay attention to the program. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you can do something else. I think the best thing for them to watch at the minute is the new Adventures of Paddington series. I think some of the writing on that is the the best I've ever (laughs) encountered in my life. I like it. I like the animation. I I find the that. I find them playing a little one note, but yeah. Uh, um, fuck up. Unless it, well, I've only done the wardrobe one. So, uh, none of my others have been on. Oh, mate. I didn't even know that you were part of it. Eight eps, mate. Eight eps. Oh, nice. Shall we talk about football? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, and my girlfriend um, did uh, some of the animation, the original animation that it was based on. So there you go. Now. <laughs> Um, got one more anecdote before we do move on to the football I took my son for a a government mandated walk today and uh, we were working walking through a park and uh, as um, you know you've got to keep the distance from everyone 
And as we were walking through the park, there was a, a, a man on a bench cleaning his shoes for some reason. And my son, very much within uh, hearing distance, shouted out, Oh, no! Big black man! <laughs> <laughs> Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> oh no! Look, big black man. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to provide any context for that, or are you just going to leave it hanging? No. Well, I mean, it was, it was a black man. It was just you know describing what he saw. <laughs> And the man they say the funniest things, kids, don't they? <laughs> man looked at me very clearly, trying to like decipher what was going on in my household. You know, <laughs> and I just gave like a helpless smile as oh, kids say the funniest things. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Oh. It's good to know that even in lockdown, it's still possible to go out and commit a hate crime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, before we plough on, I should let the listeners know that I've found, uh, it's not very obscure, but I've found a Newcastle United quiz that I'm going to fire you, Dave, and you, Paul, in a moment. So that's something to look forward to. I'm looking forward to hearing how well you guys can do with that. Um, there is, surprisingly, some actual football news, even though there hasn't been much football. One little piece of news as of today is uh, we're not first in a lot of things in the Premier League, but with our owner, this is one thing that is perhaps unsurprising that we are first in. We're the first Premier League club to have uh, put all of our backroom staff on temporary leave because of the situation. Were you aware of this? I yeah. read something yeah, just before I came on. Um, it's not surprising, is it? Uh, it's the first- There's not much money in Premier League football. That's the thing you have to understand. <laughs> the overheads are wafer thin. It was amazing. Mike Ashley is like, it's like he was like he's always first in line of how he can be a cunt. He was like the first (laughs) person in the retail industry to uh, prove that he was a cunt. That when he tried to suggest that uh, uh, sportswear at Sports Direct was somehow essential. And um, the workers in his warehouse have basically been told not to self-isolate. And there's, I think there's footage of them all working in the warehouse within like a metre of each other. Oh, he's a he's, fucking awful man. He's really coming out of this smelling of cunt. <laughs> to give him credit where it's due, I think he's, he's just, uh, he's embracing his role now. Yeah. No, no longer has any interest in being liked. He goes full on. How dislikable can I make myself? But he did backtrack quite quickly. I mean, in a statement, sort of like Ant Middleton, where you got the feeling there was nothing of him in that statement. 
just saying that he was wrong and his lorries would now be available for the NHS. I'm pretty sure. It's, and it's mugs. He said the mugs would be available as well. He also did raise prices on everything, which Sports Direct did not do often. As soon as the <laughs> coronavirus kicked in, he put prices up on all sporting equipment <laughs> on most of it. Wow. Yeah, he's he's an awful prick. I think. I'll tell you, my well, sister nearly became his PA. I thought you were about to say girlfriend. <laughs> she had an interview. I think she was offered the job of his PA and nearly took it. I think wow. she's very grateful every day that she didn't. Bloody hell! Yeah. Could have had an insider. Um, now he may not be our owner for long. I am very, very reticent to give this any thought because it, it never, ever seems to happen. But there is, once again, talk of a takeover, and maybe what was needed to make that happen was a global pandemic and football not existing anymore. Um, Dave, can you give us an update on what's going on with the takeover? I believe you've read the latest piece on it. Yeah, so it was um, George Colkin of the the Times. Well, once of the Times, now of the um, of the, uh, the the Athletic. He's so he's got a, a previous relationship with Amanda Stavely. They've they've uh, she's done an interview with him in the Times. She's um, it sounds like he's a trusted journalist um, that has a relationship with her and. He's saying that it is now further on than it has ever been. Uh, he's saying the the F the um uh, the fund that Saudi Arabian investors are using is like the the, 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 the club, and um, that's now fully um, to to the to the sale going through. Um, it's you're hearing things like the um, the Premier League have been um, informed that there is an in, you know there's there's a bid going to be made and, and all this kind of thing. What the what I've taken away from it is that there's serious interest that it's further along than it's than it's ever been. And uh, George Colgan, who is has been he's been very quiet on the issue. He, he's taken the stance that if he's got nothing to report, he's not going to report anything. So for him to to release something now, well, almost a, a year after after the, the initial interest apparently um, came to his attention, it just it says to me that there is something in the waters. Um, I'm, I'm not going to put something on um because it's Mike Ashley and it can always go awry. But I honestly think this is this might be an opportune moment for Ashley to go. I know we've said that every time, but the pounding that he's getting in the press, the the, the damage to Sports Direct stocks that are that are you know ha- really really hammering him, he could get like a couple hundred million quid because they're saying that the um, the bids less than the three hundred and forty, which was um, when the the Saudi interest was first like leaked. It was supposed to be three forty. Now it's less. Um, less money being offered. But sorry, I was getting distracted because I haven't talked to anybody all day. Um, the <laughs> the, the um, yeah, it just sounds like it's moving forward. It sounds like it's an opportune moment for him to sell because obviously the 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 chaos that's going to um, before the Premier League after the the coronavirus is has passed. 
Um, I don't know if he's got the money to to stay interested in whatever comes after. Whereas these Saudi investors aren't just looking at the next ten months or however long it's going to take to resolve it. Um, they're looking ten years. So they, it sounds like it's it has got legs. But again, Mike Ashley, he could turn up drunk, vomit in a fireplace, and ruin the whole thing. But he's in lockdown, Dave. So this could be the perfect time for it to go through. He can't <laughs> physically turn up anywhere and ruin it. <laughs> what on earth is the word? lockdown in Mike Ashley's house? I mean... No, I reckon the- pretty much almost exactly like a Toby Carvery. Yeah. Has he locked down with some kind of servant? Oh, yeah. Or probably, probably, yeah. God, that's it's not a nice place to be, is it? <laughs> no. Um, I just very quickly, there's a quote I've just read um, from George Colgan. It is close, close enough to accept as a realistic proposition, if not yet enough for the hashtag cans to be trending on Twitter. Yeah. So he, he seems more confident than I've seen any, any journalist. Um, aside from the idiots who just put out whatever they want, this, he's a legit, um, legit journalist in my eyes, and he he's saying it's a realistic proposition. It would be fucking typical. It would be a f- fucking typical for Newcastle United to be bought out by some massive Saudi investment arm and have hundreds of millions to spend on whatever they want, and we can't celebrate the end of Mike Ashley's reign by getting shit faced in the pub with, with all our mates. We can just do it on Zoom. <laughs> I think we'll have to have natter cans if it happens. Yeah, that'll oh, be the name of the episode, natter cans. Although this might be the name of that might be the name of this episode. I am currently drinking a natter can. I signed up for Beer Fifty Two, our sponsor, oh. which is which is funding this very these very high production values. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I stand for the beer fifty two and I'm tr- currently drinking an American pale ale. Provided I got through my box in a day and a half, so I've ordered loads more from them. Yeah, I've got to do it pretty quick. They're, they're, I mean, I, I did throw one away. <laughs> yeah, same here. Is it sour? It was it was a salted car- caramel pastry stout. <laughs> and it was every oh, bit no. as disgusting as it sounded. Um, but, you know, that's the idea, isn't it? You know, there's, yeah. the, there's, a, there's a selection. I treat every case of beer like Brendan Rodgers did with Liverpool. I get in front of them all and say, one of you is going to let me down, and I've got your name <laughs> in an envelope. <laughs> and then I, I plough through them. <laughs> now, so on the just, takeover, oh, 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 still on that. Okay, I wanted to ask you two. I almost made my peace with um, a, an owner of dubious. Uh, uh, I've almost made my peace with with somebody like that owning football club. I accept that that. That could be, you know, it's, it's. I'm not proud of that, but it is. 
I'm just, I'm, that's where I'm at. You two strike me as men of a little more integrity than I. How do you, how does that sit with you? How would you feel about being owned, at least, you know, 80% of the club owned by uh, the Saudi investment arm? It is so low down my list of priorities during this crisis that it's, it'll become a concern when food stops becoming a concern. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not high up on my list right now. Uh, I think I think it, it it's almost it almost goes hand in hand with being a football fan these days. And mm. I would I don't I don't know the the ins and outs of every football club owner and I don't really think about it but if we were to win something I would it would it would put a bit of a uh, a taint on it for me but right. in that moment I'm sure I'd be absolutely delighted and maybe I wouldn't give it a second thought but you know it's all like, what is it moral relativism is like I just uh, yeah even in an ideal romantic way, we'd do it like um, I don't know. Leicester did it, but were their owners even like particularly morally great? I, I don't think know. so. So I, I don't know, and it, it's not about the morality of the owner specifically. I mean, God knows, we've, as we've just discussed, we've had an absolute. Cunt in charge of us. I was just looking for the word there, and I just went with the big one. Um, <laughs> we've had a, a, a real rotter in charge of us for the last ten years. But if we had won anything during his tenure, I wouldn't have given it second thought that oh no, it tainted them especially as our owner. Yeah, but when we go into a, Europe, it didn't feel tainted. No, no, that yeah, would be not fair. the case at all. This is a little bit different because it's a. It feels like these sort of uh, club ownerships that you get, basically, like what's going on with Man City, is yeah. the club is being used specifically as a propaganda tool for a very unsavoury regime. So. That makes it a bit worse. It's not about I don't have to like the people who own the club. That, that's not the issue, really. It's the the sort of way we're being used. But as Paul said, it's low down on my list of priorities. I I not support yeah, you not, sort of not as a sort of like ah, oh, it's not a it's not a moral endeavour for me. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit of fun. So. I'm sure I would be able to put my, uh, uh, you know, doubts about it to one side were we to reach an FA Cup final. Yeah. Uh, I've got a quiz for you, Lance. Cool. Do we need to do an advert or anything in the meantime? I've got a quiz for you, boys. Um, Yeah, let's have uh, an advert break and... Right after that, I've got a quiz for you, boys. (laughs) (laughs) 
If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back. Now, I really do hope that this quiz that I've literally just found whilst waiting uh, for you guys to call, uh, I really hope that you haven't seen this quiz. I just happened to go on NUFC.com. Do you, do you go on NUFC.com much? Not at the minute because there's no football. There's no football. <laughs> Ordinarily, <laughs> quite a bit. Exactly. What were you doing exactly. on there? What were you expecting to find? I had a quick look while I waited just to see, if, you know, what tidbits of news there'd been in the last couple of weeks. You know, uh, considering yeah. we we're about to do a podcast about Newcastle. Good point. And what I did find was um, a little quiz that they've got, and I'm just going to steal it. I'm going to steal it, flat out steal it from NUFC.com. If you don't go use that website, it is my Newcastle website of choice and uh, it is very good. So consider this as by way of thanks for stealing their quiz. I'd like to point you in the direction of NUFC.com. They've got um, 10 questions plus a couple of bonuses, but they don't have the answers. And some of them are just, I just don't think we'll get them and they're quite hard to find the answers so i've selected seven questions for you okay and the way that i propose that we will do this is that uh i will ask the question and you can shout out your name whoever shouts out their name first will be given the opportunity to answer okay does that sound good why don't we just write down our answers and then we have to say them at the same time uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That sounds weird. I've never... I don't want to shout. I'm next to my daughter's bedroom. Okay. I have never heard a quiz done in that manner before in my life. But okay, let's um... do it your way. Let's... No, every 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 like every pub quiz you've ever been to. Okay. Quiz All right. Okay. Question, you write it down. God's sake. Us. Yeah, All we'll right. do the honesty system. We write our answers down and then go through the answers at the end. Honesty system, absolutely. Okay, and here we go. Try and put some pizzazz into it. Okay. Question number one. Question <laughs> number one. Between his two spells as a magpie, which club did fullback Robbie Elliott play for? Okay. Between his two spells of a, as a magpie, which club did fullback Robbie Elliott Played for, yeah. Always liked Robbie Elliott. Always liked him. I think he's like got an answer. Got an answer. Good. I think he works like does. 
MLS. He does, yeah. I think a few of them yeah. do. Doesn't Steve Howie and Warren Barton both do Warren that Barton, as well. Yeah, there's sort of like a nineties club of them out there. Only our defenders, though. Yeah, weird. What about Darren Peacock? Didn't get invited. Okay, next one. Question number two. Who netted a hat-trick for United against Plymouth Argyle in an FA Cup tie at Gallagher in 2010? Okay. 2010. You've got a minute to think about that. Okay. Might be just a case of putting down a guess. Question number three. Which Cameroon international defender became a magpie permanently in 2008 after playing as a trialist in a preseason game against Doncaster Rovers? Which Cameroon international defender? That's a country in Africa, Dave. <laughs> became a magpie. <laughs> Became a magpie. I'm pretty sure I've got it wrong. Became a magpie permanently in 2008 after playing as a trialist in a pre-season game at Doncaster Rovers. Okay. Next question. Former magpie Joey Barton spent part of the 2012-13 season on loan from QPR to which overseas club? Okay. Next one. Apart from Newcastle and the Mackhams, which English club has DeAndre Yedlin played for? Okay. Okay. This is question number six, I believe. Which yeah. which future magpie scored his first ever league goal for Wimbledon at St James's Park? In September 1997, I'll say that one again. Which future magpie scored his first ever league goal for Wimbledon at St James's Park in September 1997? I think I was at that game. Wow. Okay. Let's hope you weren't pissed out of your face. And uh, the final question is actually a two-parter, so I guess this is two questions. Name the first and last players signed during the time Rafa Benitez was at St. James's Park. First and last players signed during Rafa's reign. Um, both, uh, that's not including loans or anything. They're, they're proper signings. And... Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you a point for each. Okay. That is all the questions. <sighs> Struggling with the last one. And the winner gets a blowjob when the when lockdown ends. He gets a blowjob. From the loser. The, the loser gives it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, I think I'm done. I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm not confident. Okay. No. 
question. We're doing the honor system here. You're not going to shout them at the same time. I'm just going to trust you. I think you're good men, and I trust you. Between his two spells as a magpie, which club did fullback Robbie Elliott play for? I'll go for. Uh, I'll go to you first, Paul. Bolton Wanderers. Yeah, that's what I've got. Correct. Well done. Okay. One each. Okay. Question number two. Who netted a hat-trick for United against Plymouth Argyle in an FA Cup tie at Gallagher in 2010? Dave. He of the massive cock, Peter Lovenkrantz. Correct. I, I went Lovenkrantz. I initially went Leon Best, crossed it out and went Lovenkrantz. Oh, well, I don't remember when. how and when did we discover that Lovenkrantz had a, has a massive cock. Was it just, just visible in his shorts? What was it doing? <laughs> I don't know, but it's um, it's accepted wisdom on the terraces, so I'm I'm buying into it. Great, and they would know, and they yes. would know. Okay, question number three: Which Cameroon international defender became a magpie permanently in 2008 after playing as a trialist in a preseason game at Doncaster Rovers? Paul. I went Amdi Fay, but I'm pretty sure it's wrong. I went Sebastian Basson. Dave, you're correct. Dave, of course. Do you not remember? Because in the in that um in the preseason game there were uh there was a lot of excitement about him and I he, I can't remember what shirt number he wore, but it was something like forty two and there was they were singing you know, if if forty two scores were on the pitch and then subsequently sign him up, sign him up. There was a lot of excitement about Bassong. And to be fair, he had a decent yeah. career after us. Yeah, he, had, he was pretty good for us. He went on Spurs and Norwich, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, good defender. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's another one I was getting mixed up with. but Because uh, I was just thinking he went to Everton as well. But he didn't, did he? Who am I getting him mixed I think the apple hasn't fallen far from the tree <laughs> you and yourselves <laughs> you're thinking of um, Sylvain Distan yes I have to think it was Sylvain Distan okay <laughs> sorry who's that lad I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh, sorry no I was I was just thinking of Marvin Gaye <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's uh, 3-2 to you, Dave. Okay. Question. Oh, I think I've got this one wrong. Okay, well, I hope so, because it, so far you've, you're 100% right, Dave. Question number four. Former Magpie Joey Barton spent part of the 2012-13 season on loan from QPR to which overseas club? Dave, you think you've got it wrong. What have you got? So... I've put Marseille, and Marseille is my final answer, but I think it was Bordeaux. I've put Marseille as well. Well, you were both correct. Yes. Oh, damn it. I should have just so trusted my instincts. I did trust my instincts when I talked about Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I should have trusted my instincts, and I did. Yeah, <laughs> you can use Four, that in the next Paddington adventure. Four three to Dave. It's 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 like a Liverpool 
versus Ducas score of the 1990s if we left it there. But we will not leave it there because we will go on to question five. Apart from Newcastle and the Mackhams, which English club has DeAndre Yedlin played for? Paul. Spurs. Spurs. We signed him. Yeah. Correct. Correct. 5-4. Dave, you're 100% correct so far. Yeah. Number six. Here we go. Upper pressure. Which... Future Magpie scored his first ever league goal for Wimbledon at St. James's Park in September 1997. Is it Carl Court? I've gone Carl Court. I'm pretty sure it was. Both correct, 6-5. Yeah, that might have been my first game. It was just after Diana died. And it was the the (laughs) one from that weekend that wasn't called off. I always remember that that was what it was that goal that, that allowed the nation to say to itself, we can get through this. Yeah, I mean, when I hear Candle in the Wind, I think of Carl Court. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've told you two before, but I remember vividly having long arguments with people saying that, no, nah, he just needs time. He'll come good. Yeah. Carl Court will come good. <laughs> Me too. I had my but it was more. It he was would get more, in our first team now. And yeah. I saw a, a, on some goal that came up on Twitter today or yesterday. I saw a, a goal that he scored. He was a really good player. He just had was really unlucky with injuries, wasn't he? I don't yeah. think he was very good. Was hey, just a quick segue tangent. I'd have thought the other day. Would you swap? Joelinton for Mitrovic now. Uh, yes, absolutely, without a doubt. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because the only carry reason on, Mit- carry on. <laughs> the only reason Mitrovic didn't work out for us is because of the way, like he couldn't, he couldn't play the way Benitez wanted him to. Whereas I don't think we Bruce would ask him to do it. He was playing under a tactically backward manager who just didn't know how to get the best out of him. If he'd held on to someone more progressive came through the door, he'd have been fine. Oh, I tell you, I haven't missed that from lockdown. People with stupid <laughs> opinions in my ear. I would, yeah, I would take Mitrovic. I would take Mitrovic over four Joe Linton's all on the pitch at the same time. Would you take Hosselu over Joe Linton? Uh, I would take Hosselu at his best for Newcastle, which was never amazing. But I would take Hosselu at his best for Newcastle over Joe Linton at any time so far for Newcastle. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, okay, there's there's uh, one more two-part question. It's two questions, really. It's for those of you following at home... I mean, we know that you are at home unless you are either A, Jack Grealish, or two, your <laughs> daily exercise. Name the first and last players signed during the time Rafa Benitez was at St. James's Park. First, we both do our first? Go on. Okay, my yeah. first is Matt Ritchie. My first is Matt Ritchie. My last is Miguel Almiron. 
Oh, of course. My last was Federico Fernandez. Well, you've sealed the victory there, Dave. Neither of you were right on the first one. The first one was actually Matt Stells. Uh, which is uh, best signing. <laughs> and, uh, and the last one was the last one. Yeah, you were correct, Dave. It was Miguel Almiron. So, uh, Dave, you win. What was it? Six, five, seven out of eight. Yes, seven out of eight. Well done. You didn't Jeez. get, a, you didn't miss out on a single one that Paul got. Uh, seven five. Paul, when this lockdown yeah. ends, when, when we're to see. how how Paul, how do you feel about hair pulling? How do you feel about teeth? <laughs> Bro, I love a nibble. <laughs> <laughs> well on, 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 on that I think that's a great place to end and there will be plenty of hair because there's no haircut coming anytime soon as long we, as there's not very much teeth <laughs> we usually end on a, on a um, prediction but we don't know well there is still yeah. What, There's still one we'll league playing at the minute, the Belarusian Premier League. So should we look so, at their next fixtures and predict them? Sure. The Belarusian Premier League has um, it's it's recently. I'm sure many people would have picked up on this story. It's recently found itself getting uh, a lot of uh, global television deals because it is the only football league playing in the world at the moment now that could put themselves into an interesting situation whether they decide it's worth avoiding following scientific advice just for the good of their premier league <laughs> but um okay well on friday at 3 p.m yes belshina are taking on goradea I think that's going to be a, a Belshina 2 0. It's a bottom of the table clash. Neither of won a game. Oh, is it? <laughs> of course, they <laughs> <that. laughs> um, both, both, both. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I, I, I think you are. <laughs> oh, we should say the day um, go on I was just going to say uh, I, f I fancy um, Gorodea to, to get themselves off the bottom of the league um, yeah. I think we won't go through every one of the fixtures no. I'm going to go one all draw <laughs> it's just too tight to call okay <laughs> okay um, in uh, Further evidence that Dave is uh, struggling with the lockdown, perhaps worse than anything <laughs> is that uh, Dave sent us. I mean, it was it was a welcome relief actually from like the only sort of information that I'm taking from outside of this household at the moment 
is to do with the uh, global pandemic. I'm not letting any other information into my head. And uh, except for the email I got from Dave, which was an incredibly detailed um, series of charts. That's a chart. Seven? Seven or eight? Plotting out the reasons... Uh, how I guess you were making the case of where we we were most likely to finish in the table, based on expected outcomes. Was that what was going yeah. on, Dave? Yes. So I I knocked together something which I don't know weights every team home and away by the performances home and away and also the includes their total league performance. Smash them together, award like give them a rating, and then see how that. Um, you know, if you've uh, if you've got a really good chance of winning at home, I've just given you three points. If you've got a really, if it's a tight affair, I've shared a point like one each. And at the end of that, we end up about where we are <laughs> after genuinely fucking hours of work, <laughs> hours of doing that. Roughly where the league is now. <laughs> were, you, were you annoyed to get to the end and see that? Yeah. I was really hoping there would be some like, oh, Watford are going to climb the table. Nah, they're still roughly where they are. <laughs> Fucking, I suppose it's only nine games, but yeah, it was. Also, you're judging what's been before. Think also, you're making all those judgments on the basis of what's come before. So that would probably lead you to. Um, but if you kind you of, could yeah, do yeah. yes, I understand. Yeah, people will be playing, um, have some more difficult fixtures or easy fixtures. Um, if you could devote that kind of obsessiveness and passion and uh, ability with stats to um, the most prescient problem happening in the world right now, you could find yourself on a podium at Downing Street, possibly saving us about hundred thousand lives. But um, you didn't do that. Well, you didn't. Do, do you want to? Do you want to? Honestly, easiest thing: fucking stay indoors. That's the easiest yeah. way to combat. There you go. Uh, do, do I get my podium shot now? Stay, in, stay indoors. Socially distanced. I had to bollock my mother because she volunteered at a hospital, and she wanted to keep going to the volunteer at the hospital because other people want might need her help. She's seventy-five years old. She's got a dicky tip, dicker. I had to tell her. No, no, stay the fuck indoors. There you go. Stay indoors, people. But maybe nip out for a magnum, that sort of thing. Get down to the shop. <laughs> no one's telling you you've got to stay in all the time. <laughs> 18 months then. If that's the only answer, we've got to wait for the vaccine. That's it. No, just, yeah. It, it'll be a while before we get out, but it, just stay. We've got yeah. each other. Just, just stay fucking We've got each other, and we've got dodgy Wi-Fi to churn out poor audio quality podcasts till then. And who could ask for more? And we're still at the Belarusian Premier League. <laughs> we might become the Smolensk Natter soon. Yeah, we're going to get on that early. Maybe we should do a, a side project. Yeah, a Belarusian. <laughs> Saved by the Belarus. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Okay, if you do, if you want, if you want that to be, yeah, fine. 
Paul, if you're happy with that, mine. All right. Uh, thank you very much, David Watson. Thank you, Fergus. Thank you, Paul Dillon. Thank you very much. Thank you to the Newcastle Night listener. I hope you're doing well. Look after yourself. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.